0: This is Camp Hacker. Come find our show notes and our blog for camp directors and leaders at camphacker.tv.
1: Good day and welcome to our podcast. This is Camp Hacker, episode 55, recorded on the 23rd of September, 2013. Today's topic was Recruiting Great Summer Camp Staff. If you would like easy, automatic, free updates of our podcast, you can subscribe in iTunes, the BlackBerry Podcast Directory, or the Stitcher app. Search for Camp Hacker. This week's Camp Hacker podcast is sponsored in part by the Camp Owners and Directors Association. You provide quality camp experiences for children, helping them grow and gain independence. We help you achieve your vision. Check us out at CampOwnersAndDirectors.com. And by... The camp hacker catalyst playbook report an easy to understand measurement of your online marketing efforts the catalyst playbook also includes a one-hour consultation at no extra cost go to zoic.ca slash playbook offer we hope you enjoy the camp hacker show hello everybody and welcome to the camp hacker podcast i'm travis allison i blog about running a great summer camp at camp
2: Hi, my name is Dan Weir. I'm the Director of Camping Services at Frost Valley YMCA. Frost Valley is a year round camp conference education facility in the Catskill Mountains.
0: Hi, my name is Gabrielle Rail, and I'm one of the directors of Camp Oro. Camp Oro is an all girls camp uh, situated in the Laurentians in Quebec.
3: And my name is Joe Richards. I'm the Executive Director of Pierce Williams Christian Center, which is a the- Church of Canada summer retreat facility located about halfway between Detroit and Toronto.
1: Welcome back, everybody. It's great to see you. Lots of things have happened since uh, the last we spoke. Obviously, camp happened, um, but this is the first time we can all say in in person, Dan, congratulations on baby Uh, Ruby.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, she's adorable. Four and a half months. So yeah, I'm finally starting to let me sleep.
1: Yes, that's good. (laughs) That's good. Dan, how was camp for you this year?
2: It was great. Uh, I was really happy that the uh, about the experience that the kids walked away with. Um, definitely, personally, for you know, working and having a child, uh, um, definitely changed the dynamic of work for me in that sense. But uh, overall, very happy with the uh, the camp experience that kids walked away from here.
1: Nice. That's great. And Gab, how was uh summer at Waro?
0: We had a really good summer. Um we reformatted our staff training, and and we saw uh, a difference, a positive difference in how the staff were working um, towards a con- like a more specific common goal. Yep. So really happy by uh, with our summer.
1: That's awesome. What did you do different with uh, staff training?
0: Um, we we had a specific uh, training for staff members that weren't on leadership team, but that were um, veteran staff, meaning that they had experienced at least two staff trainings before and um, we, look, we brought them a little bit more behind the scenes and were a little bit more transparent with our organization and show them the work that we do throughout the year and the changes that we were going to make this summer and why we were making them and, um, and ask them about changes that they thought would be helpful and what they needed to do during staff training to help our returning staff members that are younger and our new staff members um, and to look at the staff training is not a learning, um, a learning time, but, um, an instruction time. So it just changed their mentality. And, um, it was a really, it was very powerful and it worked out really well.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Joe, how did things end up at Pierce?
3: Things ended up awesome at Pierce. We had, um, one of our best summers yet. Uh, the campers were amazing the staff were amazing uh although it is the first year i've i had to fire a couple of staff and
1: <laughs> you had to fire stuff before camp even started right
3: oh yeah i fired some like literally a weekend of spring staff right um and just it, it, but but camp itself was was great we um, our summer director was amazing and uh and i just had a really great summer
1: no oh, that's awesome right on Right on. Well, it's it, it, honestly it's great to have the three of you back here. I'm glad to be talking Hacker stuff. I've had to, it's been nice to get to talk to each of you individually recently, um, but I'm glad we're here for the uh, for the big show, as I'm taking to calling it. Um, over top of my camera, I can see the whiteboards in the uh, in the back of the office and. Um, there's lots of really big things coming that I'm really excited about. So from the four of us to all of you who are watching and listening, thank you. Um, one small note, if you happen to listen to this on the website at camphacker.tv slash podcast, um, I hope that you'll go to um, iTunes and subscribe in there. Or if you use some other podcatcher on your phone, subscribe to the podcast. We've had um, we've had to change the feeds and um, although it's technically possible to change the feeds and not lose anybody, for some small glitchy reason, it wasn't possible for us. We lost all of our, all of our subscribers. So, um, if you're listening on the on the site, you can listen to this on your phone or your MP three player. Take it with take us with you in the car or take us on a run, etc. But you just use whatever podcaster and search for Camp Hacker. So we appreciate everybody taking the time to do that. Um and I'll talk about more about iTunes as we close things out, but I want to get us on to what we're here for. and that's to talk about recruiting great summer camp staff and um, have having, I have a unique perspective on that because I'm not actively recruiting staff. I'm just watching camps doing it um, and thinking, oh, I think I could do that better or I have a great idea. So what I want to do is start with you guys um, and see what's working for you and what you're going to try this year. And Joe, I want to start with you. What what works best for you for recruiting new staff? And by new staff, I mean not necessarily those who've been through camp and grow up there and um, wear LATs and then just keep going, Um, but ones who weren't necessarily as connected to you for camp, or maybe been away for a while.
3: Yeah, I think what what works best for us as a camp to recruit new staff is um, right now is friends of friends. It's it's one of those things where we have such a high return rate of staff who come from within. So they were either an LIT or a CIT with us, or they're returning staff members. And we really put a lot of trust on on those people to bring the right people into our system. Um, you know, the the culture is all important. So getting those staff um, to be part of the culture right away is key. And, and who knows better than that, you know, how to get people to do that than our current staff. Um, it's It's one of those things where I have very few, I haven't had to over the past few years go out and do like an active recruiting that is not, of some known quantity of, of people. So it's an, it's an interesting um, dynamic that we're at right now. I also find that recruiting new staff is is a lot based on what you're selling. So if you if you sell it as a fun summer job, then people are more than likely to come for the wrong reasons. Whereas if you sell it as the world's hardest job, but you're gonna love it, you know, it's you get a different breed of people and and also whether you're looking early or late, right? The earlier you're looking for summer staff, you're actually going to get better staff because those are the people who want, you know, want something to do and, and need something to do. So it's a it's an interesting dynamic. that way.
1: Oh, That's awesome. And are you going to try anything different this year?
3: Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, well, the one thing I'm going to try is not recruiting staff myself. We've uh, recently hired a full time summer camp director. So. And Jessica, who's our camp director, will be the one who's actually recruiting staff this year. Nice. So it's just offering my expertise and, and letting her letting her go about
1: it. Yeah. Right on. That's great. Gab what works at uh at War
0: Um I think what uh, Joe Joe's talking about is is sort of um what you're selling and, and for us specifically the fact that we have a, a language program where half our kids are French and the other half are English. We we'll work two days in English, two days in French, draws a lot of people that are interested in working on their second or third language. So already that that draws in a lot of people. Um, but we basically, as much as possible with people that are new to Woro, we'll try not to sell the camp once they apply for the job um, we do sort of a three three part interview um, system, mm-hmm. and in the first part, it's very very much like we're in the middle of nowhere. You know, we have internet, but it doesn't usually work. Um, there's a lot of bugs. There's very little sleep. As much as possible, we're not we're not trying to scare them away, but we're trying to be honest, and um, and then that helps with our with with getting quality staff because if they're going through that part and they're like, no, I still want to do this. It seems amazing. Um, then then we're on the right track. Um, but how we recruit people, it is word of mouth from our other staff members, um, as well as we look at certain programs, uh, language programs, and universities, and uh, you know, um, we advertise there.
1: Right. And those language programs, um, they're not really local
0: universities, are they? No, they're 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 all around, and they're in specific little places, and um but you know we searched them online we taught we always talk to the people at the universities or at schools from the programs but it's that's key um and then uh and then we try to get references from that school if they are applying from that school so but no they're from they're from everywhere I think camp's an experience it's an adventure and you want your staff to have that um have the same feeling when they come from afar sometimes there's a a little added excitement
1: yeah right on It's great um, it, it, what's what's been working in the past for you guys, Dan?
2: Uh, we uh, do a really great job of, I of, uh, talk about like reading our own staff in a sense of uh growing them up from mm-hmm. our CIT program. So we have kids that are coming to camp at the age of eight, nine, and ten that are looking forward to becoming a staff member one day. Yeah, so we really try to kind of have this progression um, of going to it. So our CIT program actually had 72 kids go through it this past year, and um about half of those will become staff and then the rest of the positions are pretty much a, um, a combination of uh, returning staff members um, that have been working the past several years have been campers and then we have um, a small group of staff that are new, um, so about twenty-five percent for us and uh, we'll get those from a variety of you know, friends referring friends so that the expectations are really clear or we'll use a service like uh, Three Adventures or Camp Leaders um, for, for staffing as well. Um, but for us, you know, I think that we really hire based on personality, mm-hmm. and uh, a, a, a agreeing exactly what Joe and Gab are saying about almost almost doing the opposite of selling the place and really kind of illustrating how we're in the middle of nowhere, and you know, it's it's a great experience. But at the same point time it's a it's an amazing amount of work and it, you know, you definitely have to be prepared to, to be with kids. If you don't like kids, don't bother coming. Yeah. Um, and really okay. use some some of those some strong language to kinda of deter people that would just want this to be um, a, a great summer for them. Um, rather than having an impact on a child's life. So, after we do all that, um, uh, we really kind of narrow it down and uh, we find people that really meet the mold. And then, of course, there's always the person that drops out in May and causes us to freak out for an <laughs> afternoon. And then, you know, we talk to a few people and we find, get a good lead and uh, we go from there. But um, we're really happy with how, how that works. Um, and the, the times that we're in truly in a pinch, um, we'll use campstaff.com and you can pay. Um, for uh, an ad that will go out to its entire listserv um, and uh, it tends to open to floodgates but when it's May and you're looking for a driver or someone with a specific skill set you will generally get a few applicants that way um, but uh, yeah other than that we're starting we start application process right away we're actually the big change for us this year is uh, we're switching to campminder um, so we um, for a while, I've been just using Google Drive and using the forms um, for a staff application there, as well as references. And uh, with the amount of applicants that we see, it's just it, it was mind-numbing, and uh, we end up losing applicants at times. And um, well, not losing, but you know, there'll be there'll be a month delay before someone really got back to them and had right. a really good conversation. So, um, was switching to CampMinder. Um, I, I'm in love with the, how their system is set up, and uh, basically. We're gonna be using it for not only our CIT um, and volunteer, but also also jobs. So anyone that's really wanting to spend time here at Frost Valley in a in a in a volunteer or staff role will be going through um, through Camp Minder.
1: Um yeah. So so I we'll maybe I have to come back to Camp Minder because if anybody's been through the trials and tribulations of um, camp database, it's been you, Dan. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no. Well, actually, we're just using Minder for, for staffing. Um, the staffing. Gotcha. Well, so they they were able to work that out for us. And nice. I'm very happy with it. So
1: great. Okay. Great. That's awesome. Um, so there's a couple common themes. I, I'm. It's interesting to me that the the undersell is a big part for all three of you. Um, and there's a, a name for that um, the sale particular sales technique of, of making sure one of trying to push people away so that you know that you get the right people because they're the ones who actually were really fighting to be involved um, but also I think that being honest about what camp is like gets you as all of you've said more of the right people and the other thing is if if there are kids who haven't for one reason or other I haven't done the CITLAT program um, and come back and apply and you think oh he was such a great camper um, I'm, I'm always conscious about that because um, such a great camper does not equal such a great staff person um, sometimes it does and some of them you know from their resumes that um, and seeing what they are doing while they're away from camp like i have had ones who were you know like modeling overseas and and just to really neat adventure stuff um versus kids who just stayed at home and cut grass for a year instead of coming to camp and there's i think it's important to have a great conversation with them about uh about that um are there any things that you want to try new this year dan uh
2: we we constantly talk about the application process so um we're really excited to have automatic references. We re- uh, require references through three new references on every employee, whether I've known them since they were eight, or um, they're they're brand new. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is a huge source of time for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one of the reasons we switched this new system was because the the references go out automatically. Uh, people can log into their account and check and see how many references they have done. Um, so it's going to allow for us to to really do some group messaging and kind of micromanage that in a different level. Um, that will, will be a huge time saver for us. Uh, we always uh, revamp our interview questions and want our interview questions to be um, to be portraying our, our camp as well, too, so really diving deep. Um, like, for instance, there's an activity we do in the, our traditional resident camp every night called Devotion uh, where we ask. Um, sometimes it's sharing a story. Sometimes it's... Um, asking uh, what was the highlight of their day, sometimes it's talking about their values. Uh, But um, we actually, for this past season, we used it as an interview question. So what's the topic that you would share with eight eight to nine-year-olds? You said you were interested in working with eight to nine-year-olds. What's the topic that you would discuss with them? Um, And so we really tried to provide some scenario questions to kind of get a little bit more in-depth answers from people. Um, And that's kind of the current trend run. but every year we try to switch up the interview questions. If nothing else just for all the staff that we have reapplying and we want them to feel like they're getting a different interview yeah um, in that
1: sense yeah H- how about you gab is there anything new that you're going to try
0: well we uh one of our staff members has um, that does most of our our staff recruiting has has moved on to another uh, job so we've hired somebody to take over her position so I think What's going to, it's not going to be so much what we're going to be doing differently, but it's going to be how this new uh, person, um, how I train this person and how we're going to share some of the tasks so that we can um, keep the continuity and the quality that we had last year Um, because we're we're fairly happy with how how we do our our process in in interviewing. Um, The one thing that we're shifting slightly is training a couple of other staff members on doing the basic interview part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so instead of having less Skype meetings, having more face to face. So in Toronto, out West, um, in the States, we've we are training a couple of people to do that basic first interview.
1: Right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Joe, if you had a, a different situation, if you weren't at Pierce with such a, a, a built-in system, is there something that you would try at a different camp?
3: Yeah, I guess I guess what I would try would be, you know, a lot of the same things I used to do. You know, when I was at the Taylor at you're interviewing two, or you're trying to hire 240 people every summer. It, it becomes a question of um, becomes a question of just getting to the people and and really seeing those people. So it's um, I'd probably revert back to a lot of job fairs and and actual you know on campus stuff for for the people I'm recruiting and might very well now use online services like, um, like Dan did, like Dan mentioned, because those would save a lot of time of of, of doing the initial vetting because a lot of those you have to apply for and, and post your resume and whatnot. So I think a lot of those things would come in handy if it was a, a different situation. Being a situation where you're only um, – where essentially you – our staff have to live fairly close to where we are because – every Friday to go home and every Sunday they come back. Right. So uh, taking staff from a distance always becomes this, well, where are you going to stay this weekend? Because we camp doesn't run on Saturday and Sunday morning. So our staff need to find somewhere to be because we rent the facility out on weekends. So it's a, um, it's an interesting way to spend. It's, it's quick turnovers and, and changes, but, um, getting people locally is, is key to the success.
1: Right. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about. I'm trying to come at this from a different angle. So I'm thinking about um, people who are new to you. Do you find um, the questions that they ask? And I know that this is a big part of your process. Is is really discovering, taking the time to discover who that person is. Do you find that there are questions that they ask you that reveal something about um, how Woro is perceived?
0: Um, yes, in a way. I mean, one of the, one of the things that um, in our second interview, um, we say that we want them to come up with five questions um, to ask us, mm. and um, that's, in part, um, that's in part to give them the chance to show their interest, because a lot of the times they are interested, but they just get anxious. Um, and it's a good way of telling their interest in their in the organization and it also shows us if they've read any of the information that we provide because we have a really nice detailed um, 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 package that we give them so like read this information and if they're asking very simple questions that are right in that information then we also know that they're not looking at at the stuff that we've already given them to look at Um, at the same time it helps us build uh, more information for other staff members for years to come. If we see certain questions coming up, or we're like, "Wow, that's a genius question," we should, we should put that yep. in our information packet. Yep. So, for the most part, the questions that they ask tell us if they're interested in the in the position, if they're interested in our organization, and also um, their value system, and does it match our value system?
1: All right, All right, cool. Also, I was just wondering if that would reveal. Obviously, you've put a lot of thought into this with the package, which I'd love to see sometime, and and wonder if you guys would mind sharing. Sure. Um, so you can let me know later if you're comfortable sharing that. But yeah, um, I think that'd be really helpful to to camps to see that as a as a, a trigger. But I just wondered if the, those five questions from the camper or from those potential staff members reveals anything about what you need to include in the package for next year.
0: I mean, it does. It reveals certain things. It also reveals, uh, I mean, um, so sometimes staff members ask about money and sometimes, um, and, that, and that's fine. That's, that's very fine. Like, yep. it's, it's important to know these, uh, know these questions. And sometimes they ask very questions that are very much about them and their experience. I'm always interested in people that are asking questions about the campers. You know, what happens if a camper does this, or what happens when there's an issue here? That shows me that they're they're caring a little bit towards, you know, towards our clients. But if they're like, well, what time do we get off? Uh, You know, how long do I have for this? What if you know I'm sick? And then that sends. I'm not basing everything on it, but it sort of has a a nice sign that okay, I see where your head is at, which is also normal for a 17-year-old or an 18-year-old. Um, but that might not be the type of person that we want to hire. Um, and at the same time, it shows us where our blind spots are. Um, because like a, a lot of us, we've been at our, our organization for a long time. We know it and we don't know what it's like to come in. Or it's hard to remember what it's like to come in new. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what are our blind spots? And sometimes there's certain questions that are asked that I'm like, right why would you know this this is so <laughs> alien so yeah. we, we should we should clarify this yeah um, and you know camp vocabulary we try to use as little of as yes. possible
1: yeah uh, that's good, yeah, good yeah. I, and
2: I think um, you, you know uh, one of the things you bring up too with uh hearing the questions that they're that they're bringing up there's a number of staff uh, or a number of camps that don't interview their international staff that just yeah look at the CV look at the references like oh they have the skills I need and um I often find out during the international interviews that I, that I have that, that from the questions they 're asking where their priorities are far more than the questions that i 'm asking them right. um, you know if they keep reemphasizing so how far away are you from New York City and you know the um, you know,
0: <laughs>
2: those little things um that that that's it's clear that their priority is just getting getting to the u s and right. and um, I think it 's an important thing to really recognize when. And picking up on from staff as well. But the, uh, you know, we were all 18 once and, and said some pretty idiotic things and, and they do happen during interviews. And, yeah. um, I've definitely had, um, had conversations with people years later be like, yeah, I said that during interview. Why do you hire me? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, I'm like, look, I, you know, like that was just one thing you said. The rest of the stuff you said was great. And um, and I really trusted you and, and, and I believed in you in that sense. But um, yeah, yeah you, you were an idiot for saying that. You know, and I think yeah. it's important to remember that uh, this is often their first interview. Yes. Know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think that, and I also think, um, Dan, with people, it's great to hire people that are international or, or that they're coming from afar. But I think now with, with skype and google talk and that there really isn't any excuse but to meet the person and it's not just for your own sake it's for their sake as well it's their transition in will be a lot easier if they meet you if they if you can talk to them um it shows you that shows them that you care but i i don't we don't hire anybody anymore unless we speak to them face Mm -hmm. to face even if it's you know online and um you know i'll 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 if, if the last if it has to be at twelve o'clock at night is the only time that that I can chat with them, I'll do it because um you know it's it's important so I think yep. it, of course I try not to do that that's, that's a horrible idea, but <laughs> if it had to be that then uh yeah, I would always use Skype. no
3: it's one of the things is meeting people is key. Finding amazing staff and recruiting amazing staff, you can't do via paper. And, and it was very hard in the early 2000s doing it just via telephone because you, you simply can't see the person. And I know that there are lots of camp directors who in, in that day and age one would literally do all of their trips, and you had to have a face-to-face interview. And, and that's one of the things that I've made mandatory here is if a new person lives 45 minutes away from us and isn't willing to make the drive to camp for an interview, then I'm not really willing to, to yeah. you know to to look at them as a staff member because if you're not willing to commit to that little bit of extra travel to, to get a job, then, then so be it. That's fine. That's your choice. And, and I get that. Um, but I'm not going to waste my time. They're like, well, can we do it over the phone? And I'm like, no, because finding amazing staff, and I found this year, there was a question I started asking and um, it was all on a, a thread. I think uh, it might've been on the camera or it might have been on the, the uh, director's camp um, page, but it was a, a thread about um, the, in- the inquiry interview. Anybody can help me out if you... So the, the concept is, right, that what is a, a moment or something that you're truly proud of, a project or something you're truly proud of. The rest of the interview, just based around that question and the responses to that question, because it really lets you see what they're like beyond any question I can ask. I, I always ask, you know, what's the latest book you read? That's more so for me to A, or they're a reader, but B, I need a good <laughs> reading list as mm-hmm. I move forward in life. So, yeah. Yeah. um, you can only put Harry Potter on that reading list so many times. Um, and so it becomes this, uh, this inquiry interview where you're actually, you have to start playing by ear because there's no set questions, but you ask what they're proud of, then you can go down, there's a list of questions you go through, and it can, it can lead and seem like a very innocent conversation to them, but if they're truly proud of something that they've done, it will make all, all the difference to you, and I think um, maybe Gary Forrester wrote, a, there was another article a, about that, and, and the question was, well, what if, what if they're not proud of anything? Hmm. Then, then you don't want that person on your staff, right? Like, yeah. you, you don't want that person to be one of your staff team.
1: What does it tell you if they're not proud of anything, Joe?
3: Well, it just it tells you that they don't know, they don't have the life experience yet to really be a contributing member to your team. They don't know what it means to be a team, right? Like they don't know they don't know what that feeling is, and so what it tells me as a camp director is is maybe they're not ready for this step. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they're better somewhere else. It's not something they... that I'm going to I'm going to
2: take my chances on yeah. Or maybe they don't know how to articulate it and then you could translate that into like do they have the social skills to pick up on right. when working with children. I mean that's a, that's a huge thing in, in, in taking care of somebody on a 24-hour basis. They have to be able to pick up on those little little parts of language that um, that is an innate skill that we can't teach them in a week of, or a week and a half or three weeks of staff training.
0: So.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you said that Dan, and, and it brings up a point. Something that happened to me this summer. We spent a week training, our our, our week, two weekend trainings, and our one week long training. And, and then on the Saturday, so they went. Staff went home at five o'clock on Friday night, and camp started Sunday at two. And Saturday afternoon at two, we get an email from one of our new male staff. Had never done any programming with us, and and we had, been, but he'd been at all of our trainings, and we weren't. You know, we hadn't put a judgment on him, but his response to us on the, on what Saturday was, I don't feel like I'm socially ready to do this. Okay. I cannot be, I, ju- I just don't think I can be in charge of these kids. And, um, and, and every day for 20 hours. And, and so I need to resign. And at the time, it, it's one of those things where you're like, uh, camp starts tomorrow, <laughs> but in the long run, it's, it's in the long run. It's okay. That's, you know that's that's a mature choice and that person made a mature choice and that's great um and it so happened that i'd hired other male staff and hadn't given him any weeks because of he was hired really late because he has a, his lifeguarding and so i just literally slotted him into all of the open spots and it and it worked out just fine and um and and it was good but to have someone make that choice actually shows a lot of maturity even if it doesn't even if they don't have the social skills to to be a camp counselor yeah yeah
1: Dan, were you gonna jump in there with something?
0: No, I was just, I, I was just, li- I am, I was just remembering that we had a family that uh, that forgot to pick up their daughter, and then when we contacted them, they said they weren't emotionally ready yet to come pick her up. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stop it! We, we caught them off. We caught I'll show them on guard. My- <laughs> so when you said you were in, mo- i was like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: hilarious um maybe
3: they weren't decent um, but whatever yeah yep. <laughs> uh, yeah
0: th-
1: that's um, another another thing that uh that i'd love to have a, a private a private discussion or people i've often talked about their private fraternity of camp directors <laughs> yeah i'll stop there with the, uh, it yeah, the- yeah yeah <laughs> One one thing would be things that I can't believe the parents have said to me.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a great yeah. hashtag. Yes it would.
1: But yes it would.
0: There's a, a, a site um for graphic designers that's called um oh, yeah. client, clients from heck. Yeah. Two L's at the end. And uh and it's pretty funny, but it's so it's uh, it's pretty bang on like yeah. all of the things. So I was, I was wondering when that would pop like pop up for teachers. I'm, I know teachers have some really interesting stories and camp directors. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. There you go. Emotionally ready.
1: There you go. Well, great guys. Does anybody have anything else you want to add or or a thought that's come up before I move us on?
2: I, I think the, um not in our public show. Yes. No, No, I think I think the biggest thing is just not settling. You know, Uh, I think there is uh, plenty of people out there that want to work with children, and that will meet your criteria, and um, that you shouldn't settle. And I, I, my first few years hiring, I settled, and I still hear about it to this day, seven years later. I just had an alumni weekend event, and they're like, "Oh yeah, who hired that guy?" I'm like, "I did." And I think. Uh, you know you really should think about the impact that they're gonna have on uh you know if even if they're just a cabinet and counselor for eight kids for uh for us you know be four sessions so that's thirty two kids they'd be impacting permanently yeah. and um if you think about it that way um you know and with your, when you're hiring it's just it, you don't settle I, I think right. that's my biggest my biggest thing that i've learned uh, over the years
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And go, go after people, um, you yeah. know, staff members that might have worked for you a couple of years back and you don't know what they're doing that summer and, and um, you might have a great position that you have in mind just for them and call them and go after them and tell them why you want them. Um, right. You know, yeah. it's not uh, that's nice to hear and sometimes you hit, you know, a really great working relationship that way and I certainly have. Almost every year we have somebody... That wasn't thinking of coming back but we made that call and yeah it just worked out so well
1: oh that's smart that's really smart Uh, yeah and i think being able to easily articulate what the value of your camp is what you have to offer as a staff person is essential to staff these days because they have so many choices um the other thing i was going to add to the discussion it's not as i say i'm not recruiting staff in person but i'm watching people do it every day Um, And I I think that um, there's lots of ways other than paying to advertise in the paper certainly wouldn't bring you very good people. But there are specific camp recruiting websites. Um, But also I would, I think it says a lot to parents. If you were to put together some sort of video that talks about the benefit of working at camp, um, so that new camp would understand, new ca- new staff would understand what that means, um, and that that's publicly available. I think is important because that helps parents understand how you feel about what this job means, um, and how you the amount of intentionality you're putting into hiring. Um, so, video is just something I, I gravitate to, but I, I mean you could write it as well. But being able to articulate articulate not just what kids are going to get out of summer camp but what the staff will get out of it It says a lot to to both potential staff members and to potential parents as well good well thank you all very much for um for a great discussion and uh others are listening and want to let us know any recruiting ideas that they have, or questions for the the camp hackers, then please send an email to me, uh, Travis at socialcatalyst.ca, and um, and we'll try to get your questions on a future show. I'd like to again at Christmas time or in the holidays do and ask me anything and try to get a bunch of panelists on and, and answer a bunch of questions. So we'll start gathering those at this point. You can send them to me at Twitter, we're at camp hacker, or you could send it into Travis at socialcatalyst.ca. Uh, at this point, we're going to move to our Tool of the Week. Tool of the Week. <laughs> For those of you who are watching for the first time, and there will be a number of you watching for the first time, uh, a tool of the week is something that each panelist brings to the show that has helped them be a better camp director. And uh, you'll see from our wide variety of, of tools today that um, we like to be as creative as possible and think about all elements of life as a camp director. So. Um, I'm going to start us off, I don't, re- I don't very often do that, but I'll do it just since the be- beginning of the season. Uh, the first one, my first tool of the week for this fall uh, is an app for iPhone and iPad called Read Quick. And um, I've talked about listening quick um, in different podcasts before, how I listen to, to books and to podcasts um, at more than normal speaking so that it just goes a little quicker and you get used to it really quick. Um I also try to read uh, as quick as I can and so if there are web pages or it, it has to be a web page I wish it was PDFs, but it's not PDFs yet, but you can save a web page um, and read it later on your iPad. So if you see a good article but don't have time to read it right now instead of leaving all the browser tabs open, you could save it um, and read it on read quick and then read quick puts it up and I don't have uh, my iPad here, but um, it, it puts it on the screen one word at a time. And um, that actually might help some people who find it hard to read um, if there's just one word to see. And they've sort of worked out the timing, but the cool thing is that you can scale um, how fast the words appear. So you sort of get used to it, and then you can push it up a little faster, a little faster, a little faster. Um, and I'm at over 450 words a minute right now because I just get used to I've gotten used to it So I just kept slowly pushing myself faster and faster and faster So you can read a lot of articles The other neat thing is that it'll tell you at your current rate how long it takes you to read an article So I think it's really neat. It's been a discovery of mine since the since the spring and I've used it a lot this summer So you can find that at readquickapp.com Dan, what's your pick of the week?
2: Um, so uh, my pick, I had to to do the, the thing that got me through the summer. My French press mug, so um, it is massive and um, it has a beautiful as I can like, get that out. Press in and so being a camp director and having a newborn, I needed to be caffeinated throughout almost the entire summer, and this allowed for me to really control how much tea I was putting in there. But you could definitely put coffee in it as well. And uh, it actually this is my second mug. I had a mug. A, a different one, um, same exact model actually for six years, and it broke midsummer. And I nearly cried. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Amazon Prime. I got a, I got another one, and um, and uh, people definitely. I heard from a, a, a one staff member like one day I want to be a camp director so I can have a giant mug. Like this. But uh, <laughs> definitely got me through um, the summer, um, and it was great. I mean, I, I just it's been fantastic. So
1: that is perfect. Yeah. That's good, thank you very much, Dan. Um, yeah. Joe, what's your tool?
3: My tool is a a little web app. I'm not sure if it's it works on Windows. I'm not sure about uh, Mac, but it is called Batch Picture Resize app, and it is the simplest thing in the world. So right now, I'm moving our whole website over to um, over to a new platform and I need to put up a lot of photos, but there's a certain size that works, so getting things web ready. And so rather than um opening up some you know, I'm sure that I'll do it in another program um and batch resize, but this one I've been using for years and and literally you just type you add the number of pixels on the longest side to the end of the app name in its in its uh shortcut thing. Yeah. So if I want fifteen hundred being the longest size, I just it's batch resize one five zero zero. And then I literally drag a folder of pictures over to it, and it, uh, it just burns through, switches them all to 1,500, and uh, saves the original and saves the 1,500s. And then I have... So, like, literally, uh, Travis, I was going through 2009 photos that you had done for us, Travis, yeah. and I was like, man, I'd love to have these. Oh, oh, wait, just I can. And there's maybe five or 600 photos in the batch, and I literally dragged the folder over, and it took... Three minutes to resize it all, and um, all I then do is sort it by size so that that I then I create an album called Web Ready and uh, I can just upload those um, and use them on the website. So nice batch resize,
1: that's great. I was looking to see if there's any Mac equivalents, um, but nothing jumps out. That's great. Well, hopefully, somebody can send us in and a Mac user can send us in.
3: Well, to find this one, and I think I'm using it for. I think I've been using it for ten ten years now like it's it's a fair it's and you can take command line script that happens in windows so it's uh, it's very uh useful for uh, if I don't ever want to think about resizing or open a photo editing app I just mm-hmm. drag it over done
1: nice that's good thank you very much uh gab I'm really excited to hear about your tool of the week
0: uh, my tool of the week is called splashio and um Basically, Splashio animates your logo so that you can use it at the beginning of any of your promotional videos. Um, they have about twenty templates, uh, six different startup music um, choices, and it's approximately fifty dollars. Um, and you basically upload your your logo, and then and then it's animated for you. So um, they also have transitions and also closures and all that. But it's a good way to make your video look professional. Um, and uh, sometimes we struggle a little bit with that and yeah. it's it's just too complicated to create it yourself so so it's a it's a neat, it's a neat thing maybe camphacker.tv will use it
1: <laughs> uh, yes, I, I love the idea and I've been thinking about something like that. I wanted I've been looking to see if there's anything sort of templates for that for Final Cut, but uh, maybe this is even faster and easier.
0: Yeah, it's just very quick quick and easy. Um, and then the guy that developed it, he does a whole bunch of mini little, can't remember his name gillian shadwick or something but he does a whole bunch of um videos on how to do great videos um do it yourself that kind of stuff so i think he saw a need for this and he created it
1: nice that's great right on thank you very much you guys um i'm just looking to see if there's anything else we need to cover uh looks like we've gone through the script Thank you very much for, for joining us. We do really appreciate it. If you have any questions or comments on the show, we appreciate it. Again, we hope that you'll subscribe in iTunes. Um, send questions to us, Travis at SocialCatalyst.ca or on Twitter at Camp Hacker. Um, also, I really want you to come and join us at the um, at the Summer Camp Professionals group on Facebook. There are now close to 2,000 people um, who are sharing ideas and questions and all that there's lots of great conversation happening there every day um and it is a, it's at facebook.com slash camp pros um and uh just get an invita- it's a private group but um, you can get an invitation to join um and that's it no the last thing is this um with us losing our place on itunes we lost any reviews or um you know star reviews or written reviews that we had and there were a few in there and so if you've been a long-term listener and would mind it'd be great if you went back to um the camp hacker podcast and left us a review there it helps ha- it helps a lot especially when we're just starting out it helps us a lot to be found in itunes and um, so we'd, we'd really appreciate that. You can find our show notes for this on camphacker.tv slash podcast and other, the 55 previous episodes of this. Um, and it's all available online there. Uh, at this point, I'll just take a minute and say goodbye to everybody. So Dan, thanks very much for being on. Congratulations again on Ruby.
2: No, thank you. Yeah, it's it's been a uh, great a great addition to the family.
1: Nice. That's great. Where can people find you online, Dan, or follow what you're doing?
2: Um, So I uh, Twitter at Dan Loves Camp. Um, I uh, blog occasionally, not in a while, at danlovescamp.com as well as com. And I work at Frost Valley YMCA, which is uh, frostvalley.org. And we're also hosting the the Camping Professionals Institute this fall, which is uh, 14 different presenters speaking on topics um, at a 20-person private retreat that we have. Um and you can find all of that on on as well.
1: Nice and I can per- personally vouch for two of the speakers Yes. Uh, yes. so if you want yes. if you want to learn uh, about a really cool just debuted this summer um, leadership course for teens and you would leave with um, you know being able to run this leadership course it's it's a week long. It's called stand uh, designed by Beth She's um, she's been presenting that. Um, and I'm presenting, so it's two and a half days each session, and I'm presenting on uh, a complete online marketing package for summer camps. So you would walk away with the whole plan for your, you know, specific to your camp. But there are lots of other great, great people signed up there, all of whom I have seen present. Mm, I've seen about 60% of them present and really excited about the opportunity for people to see those at the Camp Professional Institute. Good one, thanks Dan. Uh, Gab, how can people find you?
0: Well you can check out where I work at waro.com. dot com. Um follow me on Twitter at Gabrielle Rail. Um, and yeah, you can drop me a line.
1: That's great. Thanks, Gab, for being on. Yeah, no problem. Joe.
3: You can follow me on Twitter at Yo Yo Joe R-Y-O-Y-O-E-R. You can see everything I do at Camp with at Campisbetter dot com and a new website coming out in the next week or so um and yeah you can check out my own personal musings at dot com.
1: nice that's great um and are you planning on keeping a travel log
3: joe yeah i'm trying to set up uh so the travel log uh for those who don't know i'm headed to australia for six weeks starting november 2nd i'm on three months sabbatical for my job um and i'm going to try and use yoyojoe.com as the as my location for all of my travel stuff um and uh it it updates on twitter which then updates on facebook so um i believe that's what uh that's what i'm trying to set up by email so i don't have to think about it
1: that's great that's great so we'll look forward to seeing those. Uh, and as I said, if you want show notes, you can go to uh, camphacker.tv um, slash podcast. That's where all the shows are. There is also a, um, we're also on Twitter. There's lots of activity on on Twitter at, at camphacker. Um, and we hope you'll join us in all these different places that we've talked about. Please subscribe to Camp Hacker on YouTube at youtube.com slash TV. Thanks for the evening, friends.
0: The Camp Hacker Podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening.
1: Building great camp community at camphacker.org.